He is the answer. He says, I have, here's, here's four things. Four things, listen, four things that God has already done for them and four things he's already done for us. Number one, he has appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Gang, he's appeared to you and I. If today your faith is in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin, he's revealed himself to you. He's appeared to us. Thanks be to God. He's established his covenant with them. He's established his covenant with us. Remember, he said, when you take this cup, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Your sin, my sin has been canceled. The debt has been paid in full. The punitive damage was paid for by Jesus upon the cross. There's no punitive damage. Hallelujah. He paid it for us, and he's established his covenant. We are the children of God, and we have an eternal dwelling with God in heaven. He loves us. Look at your neighbor and say, God loves you. Yes. Yes. Listen. He's appeared to us. He's appeared to them. He has established his covenant with them. He's established his covenant with us. He's heard their groanings, the burdens, and he's heard your groanings because of the burdens in your life. You say, man, I don't even pray very much anymore because I'm just tired of praying and not seeing results. Listen, God still interprets what's going on in your heart. He hears the cry of your heart. And if you've not been talking to the Lord, I want to invite you to talk to the Lord. He hasn't moved. You have. The Bible says, draw near to the Lord and he will draw near to you. If you feel like you're in a dry and desert place, Who's moved? You have. Draw near to the Lord, and he'll draw near to you. He's heard. He already knows. He's heard. And I love this next thing. It says, and he remembered his covenant with them. Will you, let's, let's read the text in its entirety. Chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will let them go. And with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. And God spoke to Moses and said, I am the Lord, I am Yahweh. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But, my but by my name, Jehovah, I was not known to them. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Some people, when we read the English translation of the word I've remembered, they think, well, did God forget? No, God did not forget. The actual translation of the word is, he has marked it on the calendar because there was a prescribed time for the fulfillment of the covenant. 
And so he sees that the mark is now, and he is sending his deliverer in, and he is going to deliver his children, just like he had promised to Abraham. The promise is coming to fulfill. And gang, he has marked it for you and I. He's marked it. There are times and there are seasons, and God has marked them. He's noted, and he sees. Listen, the day that you committed your life to Christ, it was marked. He knows the end from the beginning. He declares it. And he knew when you were coming, thanks be to God. And if you've not come and today is your day, he's marked it. He's marked it. He says, I will take you as my people. Whoop, let me back up. I got all excited. (laughs) Verse six. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I am Yahweh. I am Jehovah. Listen to these seven I will statements. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you as a heritage. I am Yahweh. He bookends it with his name. He begins with, I am Jehovah, or I am Yahweh. And he concludes it with, I am Jehovah, I am Yahweh. Seven I will statements. I will bring you out. I will rescue you from, I will redeem you with, I will take you as, I will be your God, I will bring you into, and I will give it to you. It's powerful because God says he will. And when God says he will, he will. He's perfect. He is not man that he should lie. He is not the son of man that he should repent. And I am so radically encouraged this morning, and I want you to be encouraged this morning. And I want to focus on the first two promises, the first two promises that he spoke to the Egyptians because we also, remember, God is fulfilling a covenant that he made with Abram, Abraham back in Genesis 15, Genesis 12, and he told Abraham, he said, your people will be in bondage for 400 years, but then I will come and will deliver them and will take them and give them back to this land in Canaan. And Paul, speaking to the churches in the providence of Galatia, he said, we are blessed with believing Abraham by faith. That means the Abrahamic covenant is also included in the new covenant in Christ. And we are blessed with believing Abraham because by faith in Jesus, we apprehend all of the promises of God. And all of the promises of God are in him, in Christ, yes, and in him, amen. So the deliverance from Egypt and the burdens of Egypt or the burdens of this world and its systems are ours in Christ. 
and the deliverance or the rescue from the bondage of this world is ours in Christ. So, what burdens you today? What burdens you today? The difference, again, between a burden and a bondage. A burden is something of mental anguish and anxiety. The things that weigh me down mentally. Bondage are those controlling aspects of my life. Those things that control my behavior. So what burdens you today? I listed some things that I think burden people today. And it's not an all-inclusive list. These were just things that I thought of. Shame, guilt, condemnation, sin, failure, not measuring up, past mistakes, sexual sin, abortion, abuse, lying, deception, hidden sin, anger, rage, control. And the list goes on and on and on and on. I mean, simple things like what are we going to eat today? What are we going to wear? Where are we going to lay our heads tonight? All of that burden, burden, burden. And he wants to heap more burden on you, more burden on me. Burden, burden, burden. Fill in the blank. What burdens you? In just a moment, we're going to invite you to leave your burdens at the altar. Jesus said, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. We sang a song on my first mission trip. Believe it or not, on my first mission trip, we went to Hawaii. <laughs> Aloha, oi. <laughs> we sang this song, cast your burdens on to Jesus. He cares for you. So cast your burdens on to Jesus. He cares for you. Higher, higher. Higher, 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 lift Jesus higher. Cast your burdens onto Jesus. He cares for you. And that's what we need to do. We need to cast our burdens onto Jesus because he cares for us. How come nobody sang with me? <laughs> Man. You guys were looking at me like, whoa, <laughs> I won't be sharing that on Facebook. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, what's weighing you down? Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus and leave it the altar. The second is the bondage of Egypt. If you are bound by stuff in this world, the junk in this world, 1 John tells us in chapter 2 of 1 John, all that is in the world, 
the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. It is not of the Father. It is of this world, and this world and the lust therein is passing away. God has delivered us from the law of sin and death. We are no longer bound to those things. Drugs, alcohol, fill in the blank. Sexual sin. You are not bound by these. We have been delivered. Anger, rage, whatever it is, you've been set free. Walk in the freedom. Listen, all things are permissible. Thank you, Brother Matt. All things are permissible, but not everything is beneficial, Paul writes to the church in Corinth. All things are permissible, but I will be mastered by none. And if something in this world has mastery over you, Jesus paid the price for deliverance. He has made our enemy absolutely powerless. Powerless. He has disarmed him and made a public spectacle of him. We have been set free. So here's what I'm going to invite you to do. We're going to come to the altars. I'm going to ask Abigail. Abigail, will you come and uh, hop on the keyboards? I'm going to invite elders, pastors, elders, deacons, interns to come up to the front and just line the front here. And here's what we're going to do. Come on, make haste. Let's go. Hustle down here, gang. Here's some guys who want to pray. Wives, come with your husbands. Uh, and these, these folks are here to pray. And we're, we're going to believe God. And so I'm going to invite you as Abigail comes to the keyboard. She's going to start playing. Here's what I want. I want everyone to stand in the house. We're just going to all stand. We're just all going to stand. We're going to pray together. Jesus said, my house, my father's house will be called a house of? Say it loud, a house of? Come on. And we're going to pray and we're going to believe for the deliverance from the burdens and the deliverance from the bondages so that we can leave them at the altar and be done with it. Now, I know some in this house, and probably everybody has a burden in this house that you've been carrying, and it's time to stop carrying it. Now, you don't have to pray with one of these. You just can. But you can come up. There's seats in the front where you can just kneel at a seat and give it to the Lord. We're dimming the lights a little bit, and we're just, as the music's playing, we're going to take the next 10, 15 minutes, whatever it takes, and we're just going to invite you to come. We're going to be playing music softly. If you want to worship the Lord, if you want to do it right where you are, that's okay too, but we come to the altar. There's something about stepping out in faith and coming to the altar, praying with someone or praying by yourself, but just making that step forward. I want to get the burdens off my shoulders and cast them onto Jesus. And I want deliverance, anything. Man, maybe it's just your finances. Maybe your finances have been controlling your life. And you're just cons- you're concerned about the deceitfulness of riches. And you've just kind of bought in hook, line, and sinker. And there's more month at, at the end of your check than there is check at the end of your month. And you're stressed out about it. And the enemy's got you all focused on this stuff rather than just sitting with him like Mary did. Martha's scurrying about the house and Jesus says, Martha, Martha, Martha. Mary has done the 
right thing. She spent time with me. God wants us just to have that intimacy. And he'll take care of the stuff. Doesn't mean you stop paying bills. But let God be God. Amen? Amen. As the music's playing, will you just step out where you're from? We're just coming to the altars, guys, and we're going to invite you to come out and just to pray, to release. Just say, hey, I just want to be liberated from. Come on down. Don't, don't waste any time. Just hustle on down. You got stuff you want to give to the Lord. You're believing God. We're just inviting you to step out from where you are. Come and pray with someone. Come and pray. Come on down. Come on down. No spectator sports here. You've got burdens. You've got, you've got bondages. Whatever it may be, come forward now. Come and pray with a brother. Come and pray with a sister. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on down. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, God. Come on down. There's lots of room. Come on down. Squeeze in, you guys. Squeeze in. As they finish praying, make sure you find someone to pray with. Hallelujah. 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 If you're remaining in your seats, we would just invite you to pray. Extend your hands toward heaven and just begin to pray for your brothers and sisters. And if the Spirit of God is prompting you and saying, there's something in there I want to do for you right now, you may not even know what it is, but you just say, I'm going to step out and I'm going to believe God because God's prompting me that there's something just not quite where it should be. I'm just not quite where I should be. I want to press into the things of the Lord and something's been holding me back. If that's you, step out where you're at and come on down. Come on down and believe God. Believe God. Setting aside the things of this world. Oh, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things. If you've been seeking after things other than the kingdom of God first, you've had other things in front of the kingdom of God. And you say, I want to just renounce those things and seek God and his kingdom first. Step out from where you are and come down and pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. Prepare our hearts, oh God. Set your children free. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe you just desire a more intimate relationship with your Father in heaven. And you'd say, I want a fresh infilling of the Spirit of God. I want a fresh infilling of God the Holy Spirit. I just want to open my heart and open my life. And I want to empty this earthen vessel of all of the self stuff. I just want to pour out the self stuff. We would just invite you to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you fresh and new right where you're at. Fill us fresh, Holy Spirit. Come, fill these earthen vessels. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. Oh, will you baptize your children? Oh, you've got more for us. Holy Spirit, come and fill fresh and new. Hallelujah. We worship and give you thanks. Do you have a need? Will you come and say, yes, God, yes, God. Maybe you're here this morning and you're desiring a healing from the Lord. You've just got a physical ailment and you want God to do something miraculous in your life. Maybe the doctors have given a diagnosis. Whatever it is, if it's cancer, if it's some other kind of sickness or illness and you just want to be prayed for, the scripture tells us to step out in faith, asking the elders to pray over you and for you, laying hands upon you, anointing with oil and offering prayers of faith. 
Will you take a step and say, yes, God, I want that. Yes, God, I want that in my life. I want that healing work in my body physically and come by faith in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we worship you. We give you thanks. Lord, knowing that we're coming to the communion table, in just a few moments, coming to the communion table, your word inspires us to take spiritual stock of where we are. Lord, if there's not rightness in our hearts, where sin has abounded maybe, or where there's just not rightness there, Lord, we're asking in the name of Jesus that you would help us to take spiritual stock, to make confession to you. We simply say, God, we're sinners, and we need that cleansing work. Lord, where we have put others and other things in front of you, the idolatry of our lives. Lord, we renounce the idolatry, and we say we are no longer bound by these things you have delivered us from. And so we renounce them in the name of Jesus, and we look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and we say, be the Lord of our lives. Be the Lord every area of our hearts and every area of our lives, every area of our mind, that we might love you, God, with all of our strength, all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our minds in the name of Jesus. For your glory and for your namesake, God. For your glory and for your namesake. Hallelujah. 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 As the psalmist said, I lift my eyes up, Lord, unto the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from you, maker of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. God, you are our help. You are our ever-present help in time of trouble. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We worship you. We praise you. And we give you thanks. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we praise you and we give you thanks for the work your word says. And you declared, I will lift the burdens. I will lift you up from under the burdens of the Egyptians. You will lift your children up from the burdens of Satan, from the burdens of the taskmasters, the demonic forces, you will lift us up above from under that burden. And so, God, we say thank you in advance that you are lifting burdens. You said, cast your burdens onto me because I care for you. I pray today that every burden that has been left at the altar would be left at the altar, not to be picked up again, not to be picked up, and for every bondage, you said, I will rescue them from the bondage. Lord, you rescued us from the bondage. Sin and death has no power over us. We are under the law of life and life in the Spirit. God, be glorified. We love you, we worship you, and we praise you. Thank you for the deliverance of the things of this world, the bondages of this world, no matter what they may be, those things that have held men fast to sin. You have severed the bondages. You have broken the fetters. You have delivered your children. You've made provision. Now, Father, help us to apprehend to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of for us. May we apprehend for your glory and for your namesake. For your glory and for your namesake. 
And all God's people, all God's people said a strong amen and amen. Amen. I want to invite you to be seated. As others are finishing up prayer, will you be seated this morning? Thank you, pastors and elders and deacons, staff. Invite our elders to prepare to serve us for communion this morning. And we're going to pass the plates this morning so you can remain seated and they'll make their way. The bread will come first and then the juice. We would invite everyone to hold the emblems until everybody has been served and we'll give thanks to the Lord and we'll partake together. I want everyone here to know that we serve an open communion. If your faith is in Jesus, we invite you to join us for this remembrance, this time of communion. We could probably bring up a little bit of the house lights too. That'd be helpful. Maybe one or two lights. Today, if you're here in your faith, you've not put your faith in Jesus, but you've heard even the message of faith this morning, you'd say, I want to know that my sin is forgiven. Brother, you can begin to serve us. You, you say, I want to know that my sin is forgiven. I want to know that when I stand before the Lord, that I won't be standing on my own account, but that Jesus will be the one who's stepping in front and saying, this one belongs to me. If you would like to be born again, the scripture says if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and we believe in our hearts that God raised Christ from the dead, we shall be saved. It really is that simple. To make that declaration, to make the declaration, I believe, I believe, Jesus is Lord. If there's anybody here who would say yes to Christ. Would you simply indicate that by raising your hand saying, that's me. Remember me in this next few moments as you pray. I'm just gonna look around the room. Eyes are open and heads are not bad. I see that hand. God bless you. That's a recommitment. I see this one right here. That's a recommitment. That's just the declaration. The declaration. We're saying yes. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. By receiving communion today for the very first time perhaps, you will be making a public declaration. My faith is in Jesus. My trust is in Jesus. And the beauty is, when we put our faith in Christ, the Bible tells us about this great exchange that God makes with us. He takes our sin, he takes all of our junk, and forgives and forgets. Can I get an amen for the forgive and the forget? The Bible says that we have been justified. God now sees you and I just if I'd never sinned. He sees me through the work of Jesus, the shed blood of Jesus Christ upon the cross. Jesus paid the price. His blood, untainted, is able to cover the multitude of sin. Your sin, my sin, the sin of the world. It's our responsibility to receive the work that Jesus has done. And we do that by faith. It is the grace of God received by faith. And your expression, raising your hand, taking communion today, you're saying, I am participating in the new covenant of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. I said it while we were praying, and I want to invite you even now as our brothers continue to serve us. We're reminded and encouraged in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul speaking to the church in Corinth. He says, there are some that are still sick amongst you because we receive the communion emblems in an unworthy manner. 
It is a time for you and I to look inwardly. Are there some things that you are walking in willful disobedience? Will you just confess those things to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm done doing it. I'm done walking in disobedience. I want to do it right, and I want to do it your way, and I want to do it by faith. I want to walk by faith, not by sight. And I want to yield my will to the will of the Father. Aren't you glad that God wants good for every one of us? He's good. So yielding your will to his will is just yielding for better things. It really is yielding for better things. And so we would invite you to do that this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As we continue to serve, let's take these few moments and reflect. You could be giving thanks to the Lord for the things that he has done in your life, in your heart, the good, the freedom from, the freedom from the condemnation of the enemy, the freedom from the guilt that he seeks to heap upon us, the freedom from the shame that he has held over so many. We need not be there. Jesus has paid it all and delivered us from all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The apostle Paul reminds us of Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed. He said, I delivered unto you, first of all, those things that were delivered to me by the Lord Jesus Christ on the night in which he was betrayed, writing to the church in Corinth. He said, when he had taken and given thanks, the bread, he broke it and said, take, eat this this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Every month that we have communion, we hold the matzah bread in our hands. It's a representation of the broken body of Jesus Christ. Even the prophets say they will look upon the one in whom they have pierced. The matzah bread is a bread that is without leaven. And leaven throughout the entirety of Scripture is a representation of sin. Jesus, the bread of life, was without sin, and therefore it is unleavened bread. It's bread that has, if you could see the full sheet of the matzah, it has score marks going across and up and down. The prophet Isaiah reminds us in Isaiah chapter 53. He says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our sin was placed upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. By his stripes. And so the stripes or the score marks remind us of what the prophet said. And then you'll notice, even no matter how large or small your piece of bread is, there are holes pierced in this bread. Again, the reminder, he was pierced by his own they will look upon the one in whom they have pierced. Every single Passover that the Jews have to this very day, when they hold the matzah bread, they are looking upon symbolically the one in whom they have pierced, Jesus Christ, the true Messiah. He is the bread of life. Father, we thank you for your great plan of salvation. And as we give thanks for this bread 
as a remembrance of what Jesus accomplished for us. He became the curse. For your word declares, cursed is anyone who hangs upon a tree. And Jesus became the curse. God, you made him who knew no sin to become sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He took the penalty, our penalty, and he bore it himself. The chastisement of our sin was placed upon him. And so, God, we give you thanks. And Jesus, we give you thanks for your obedience, even to the point of death, death upon the cross for us. Thank you, Lord. Let's partake of the bread together this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if you could see that, but I knocked over my little cup of juice. And I'm hoping there's another one here. Maybe one of my brothers can help me. Thank you, Dennis. The cup that we hold in our hands is a representation of what would be known in the Seder Passover meal as the third cup. It's the cup after supper. And the text would remind us, and it says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper. That tells us that it was the third cup. The third cup of the Seder meal is known as the cup of redemption. And the reason it's known as the cup of redemption, if you would recall those seven promises that were made in the covenant, he said what? I will lift you up from under the burdens. I will rescue you from the bondage. And I will redeem you. It's the cup of redemption, the third cup. It's the third I will that God gave. Jesus, after supper, took the third cup. Redemption, he said, is no longer in the old covenant of the law. Redemption is found in the shed blood of Jesus. He said, the work to which I will do upon the cross at Calvary, do this in remembrance of me. So by partaking of the cup today, you are making a declaration to everyone, not only yourself, but everyone around you and everyone in this room, you are saying, I am a willful participant in the new covenant of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. My redemption was paid for by him. Thanks be to God. So before we drink these cups, I want to invite you to stand with us this morning. We're going to pray together, give thanks to God. God demonstrates his love toward us. He demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Father, today, we're so thankful for the covenant that you made with Abraham because it reminds us it ultimately became part of the remembrance that the Jews did every single year at the Passover feast. And those cups, it's the four cups, those four initial statements of I will. And that third cup received after supper, the cup of redemption. Jesus, on that last supper that you had with your disciples, you took the cup after supper and said, no longer the old covenant, but I'm establishing a new covenant in the shed blood. No longer the blood of bulls and rams, but the blood of the high priest, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Christ, the Christ. 
died once for all. And because there was no leaven, there was no sin. Death had no hold on him, no claim. And so he rose again on the third day. And God, we believe that you rose Christ from the dead and he has ascended and he, seat, he sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And we say thank you, God, for the new covenant. Thank you, God, for the promise of everlasting life. Hallelujah. Let's partake of the cup together this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. God is good. Pastor Dennis, do you have a chorus for us that we can end on this morning? We do. Let's end with this chorus. The Lord bless you and keep you, and this will be our benediction. God bless and have an amazing week.